Hi, leaders. You're listening to the Leading Her Way podcast, where you learn how to use your feminine strengths to think, act, and become the executive leader you've always wanted to be, while laughing, loving, and living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Bryan. I built my career from the streets of Brooklyn to the boardroom as a three-time Fortune 500 executive. Welcome to this shared space designed just for us to openly discuss topics at the intersection of leadership and womanhood that will help you grow your career and lead boldly. All right, let's get this conversation started. If you're trying to get promoted or you're looking to move your career to the executive suite, this opportunity might be for you. We're opening up a fall cohort group program starting in September where you're gonna learn over a 60-day period how to get promoted to the executive suite using my proprietary executive promotion method. If you're ready to follow a proven step-by-step process going through a cohort-based learning environment, check the show notes for the link to join the waitlist and submit the application for this exclusive opportunity. We're only taking eight leaders for this fall cohort, and I hope that one of those spots is yours. Hey, leaders, and welcome back to episode two of the Leading Her Way podcast. Today is going to be a doozy because it's going to be a straight with no chaser type of episode. We're going to be talking about three common things I see women leaders do over and over again that sabotage their promotion prospects and what to do instead. So if you're struggling to get your next promotion, Or if you feel like you've read all the books and tried all the things, but you're still not able to break out of the middle manager ranks into senior leadership or the executive suite, then today's topic is for you. So here's a confession. The reason why I wanted us to have a candid conversation about this topic is because this used to be me. Like I was in this place. I was the middle manager who felt stuck and lost. But more importantly, I continue to hear the same theme from so many women that I speak with on LinkedIn, at conventions, at conferences, in the workplaces where I do my leadership coaching. They all ask the same question. Nicole, what do I need to do to get out of middle management and get myself into the executive suite? So let's talk about it. Let's talk about three common mistakes we as women make over and over again that prevent us from getting promoted. Now, before we dive in, I want to set the context with a few realities. And I think most of these realities we all know, but I want to acknowledge them and make sure they're at the forefront of our minds as we have this discussion. The first reality is that it's important to recognize that the number of executive positions are limited across the globe. Clearly, they're limited in your company. But the truth is there's only so many executive positions that exist, so more of us are competing for executive roles than there are actual executive roles that exist. That's a fact. The second reality I want to talk about is that it is hard for women in corporate environments to be and get into the executive suite. That's the truth. I don't care what anybody has to say or what anybody tries to make us believe. The numbers tell the story. 
women make up 50% of the global workforce and less than a quarter of senior leaders and less than 20% of executive leaders. So what that means is the higher women try to go in the corporate environment into managerial levels, the fewer there are of us. So there is a natural weeding out process that is happening because of a variety of factors. In some cases, we are self-selecting out. In other cases, we are being pushed out. And then there are definitely systemic barriers that are keeping us out of the executive suite and a number of other reasons why our representation in the senior management and executive level ranks are so low. Those two pieces of context are important facts to acknowledge as part of this conversation. And I didn't want to just sweep over it as if those things don't exist. They are realities that we are all facing and have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Now, having said that, Another important truth is that the way that many of us deal with the frustration of not being able to achieve our executive level career dreams is that we get pissed, we get mad, we want to get even, and we want to quit. Yet too many of us jump to quitting as a solution too quickly. And yes, I said it. If we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it. We are quick to jumping to quitting when we get frustrated. What happens is we give up too soon. We quit before it's time. Either by leaving the organization we've already given years of our time and energy to, to go and start over at yet another company, or we leave to try to start and build our own organization, or we allow ourselves to get so frustrated that we leave without even having a plan because we didn't get the promotion in time that we wanted or we expected to get, or we got tough feedback from those around us, or we hit some type of obstacle in our current work environment, our immediate solution is to quit. And I'm not saying that quitting can't be right in some circumstances. What I'm suggesting is that many of us quit too prematurely. And how do I know this? It's because when we go to our new environments, we run into the same obstacles that we had in the environment that we left. Man, I'm telling you, I am dropping it today, people. I told you it's going to be a no holds barred type of episode. But it's true. I hear this story over and over and over again from so many of you and from so many of my clients. And what that shows is that the issue usually lies within us. We don't start the problem, but our environments that we're working in probably help to agitate the situation. But what we are not doing is trying to solve the problem. We instead want to run and move to a new environment that we think will be easier, that we think will be less complex, that we think will help get us the promotion or to the level that we think we deserve. We're quick to move to a new environment, assuming that the new environment is going to be better or different. But what we find is that we actually experience many of the same obstacles and many of the same challenges and many of the same frustrations at some point in time during our new journey. 
So my challenge to you is to really think about what it is that you want and also think about you as a leader, what you can do to get what you want, where you currently are before you start thinking about quitting. Okay, so now let me drop another piece of context for you that I am gonna bet you do not already know about because it was a surprise to me once I saw the actual data. Now, if you take nothing else from this conversation, I want you to take this away because it's gonna shape and reshape the way you approach your promotions going forward. And if you don't have your pen and paper out yet, now is the time to bring it out because we are going to drop some knowledge. The higher you go in leadership, the better your chances for promotion inside your company. I said what I said, but I'm about to say it again. The higher you go in leadership, the better your chances for promotion inside your company. Now, that is not a Nikkiism. That is not Nicole talking. That is the data talking. In fact, this is from research that ADP did in 2021. For management positions, firms promote more internally than they do externally, than they hire externally. 17.2% of managers are promoted from within, while 15.6% are new hires to the company. And for the C-suite and other senior leader positions, 21.5% are internally promoted and only 12.5% are externally hired. Now, I know this is going to blow your mind because you probably see and hear the rhetoric of people being hired from outside your organization and getting those key leader positions. But the data does not lie. I saw it time and time again as the head of talent in my Fortune 500 companies. Organizations would rather invest in proven internal talent for senior roles than some unknown external talent. And companies want to avoid extremely high recruiting costs for senior leadership positions, which run from several hundred thousands to millions of dollars. And that's not even including the position salary. So as you prepare to take your career up, consider the data. Leaving the company is always an option, but staying and claiming your promotion may be the better one for your leadership career. Now, let's get into the three common mistakes women make that prevent them from getting promoted. Common mistake number one is believing the hype the myth that you deserve a promotion. It's that word deserve that gets us every time. It's a myth that any of us deserve a promotion based on how long we've been at the company or how long we've been in a role, the tenure of our time there. When you're promoted, you see it as a reward for what you've done in the past, but the organization sees it as a business investment for the future. For many of us, our promotion is very emotional. It's a personal experience, but that's not always the way the organization sees it. 
And so how you fix it is being able to articulate your value, not based on what you've already done, but what you can do in the future. To secure your promotion, what will you be offering the company that's new and different to what you've done before? And what will you be doing that differentiates you from everybody else who also wants that promotion? The answers to these questions is what will help you start articulating your value. Now, what I hear from women all the time is how hard they work, how much they do for the company, for their teams, and frankly, how much they give of themselves to be able to help the company achieve its goals. And I get it because we are out here working our fingers to the bone. And in some cases, we're working harder for the company than we do for our own families and for ourselves. But working hard is different than articulating your value. Many of us believe that we deserve the promotion. We deserve the promotion based on how long we've worked for the company and how much we've done for the company. And that is a complete myth. Being able to articulate your value is key, not just for the promotion that you're seeking to the senior level leadership and executive ranks but also as a leader in the organization, being able to make a business case for any decision that you want the organization to make is critical. That is an important executive level skill. Now, when it comes to articulating your value, I look at it as a one-two punch. It's got to be about showing your value as well as talking about your value. And when you think about talking about your value, you've got to be able to tie it to tangible results, whether it's money that's generated, money that's saved for the organization, the number of new clients that you bring in, the number of new hires that you get on your team, tangible results that others can touch, see, and feel that demonstrate how much you contribute. And again, it's not about what you've contributed in the past. It's future-oriented to what you can contribute in the future. Okay, so that was common mistake number one. The second common mistake that many of us make that prevent us from getting promoted is that we see ourselves as having leadership potential, but the company we work for doesn't agree. Now, this one is juicy, y'all, because this one is the most common complaint that I hear from women managers and leaders. And the conversation usually goes something like this. I know I'm ready for a different level of leadership. I know I can do my boss's job, and I know that I have all the ideas and all of these suggestions, and my teammates look to me for direction, not to anyone else. But for some reason, the organization doesn't see me in that light. For some reason, I keep getting passed over for promotion. So it's a situation where you clearly know you're capable of, but for some reason, other people around you don't see you in the same way. This is all about leadership brand. The way you've positioned yourself in the organization, what you say, what you do, the company does not perceive you in the same way that you perceive yourself. So you have all these aspirations. You know you are extremely capable of leading at a higher level. You want to contribute more, you want from more, and you want to be more in that organization. All of these things are indicators that you see yourself one way and the organization sees you differently. And again, that's all about your leadership brand. 
And so the solution here is to reshape your brand. You literally have to get clear on what the organization sees. How are you perceived? What do they think about when they hear your name or see your name on a project? What are you known for? All of those things make up your brand. They all represent you when you are not there to physically represent yourself. And in 99% of the cases, you have already moved on in your career aspirations. You already see yourself two, three, four years down the road, and you know what you can do and deliver. But the decision makers in your company, whether that be your immediate boss, their boss, or other senior leaders in different departments, they don't know or they don't believe that you can be and do all the things that you perceive yourself to be able to do in the future. The key is to close the gap there. Close the gap between where you see yourself, what you know you are capable of, and where others see you. Now, I know what you're thinking. Nicole, I don't want to go and do that kind of work. Like, why do I have to? If I say I can do it, they should be able to trust that I can do it, particularly given everything I've already delivered to the organization. I hear you, but I want you to know that it's not true. And you can think about it on your own, meaning you know that you don't just take anybody's word, that they can be or do certain things. You yourself want results. And a perfect example is with our own kids. We know what their past behavior has been, but when they're trying to do something new and different, we still want to step in and be their safety net. We still want them to take baby steps. We still want them to show us, to prove to us that they can actually do it before we let the reins go. And no, it's not different in our work environments. It doesn't necessarily mean that the company doesn't value you, but they haven't seen and they do not believe that you can operate at that next level because they haven't seen the evidence. You, your job is to understand how they currently see and perceive you and to figure out how to close the gap between what they currently see and believe and where you ultimately want them to see and believe in you. So leadership brand is second. If you're experiencing any of that, then your leadership brand is off. And there is an opportunity for you to close the gap and build an even stronger leadership brand that truly represents not just where you've been or what you've done in the past, but what you can do in the future. Okay, now let's move on and talk about common mistake number three that I see most of us women making that prevent us from getting promoted. So common mistake number three is where you rely too heavily on the subject matter expertise area that you either got your degree in or that your current job is in. Now, hold up. Don't write this one off. It may sound counterintuitive at first, but let me explain. Many of us, including myself, make the same mistake. The first place we go to when we're looking to invest in ourselves is to learn more of the same. Because the truth of the matter is every one of our specialty areas whether you specialize in HR, you specialize in marketing, you specialize in procurement, it doesn't matter. If you are working in corporate and you have a specialty area, the truth is that each of these specialty areas continue to change and evolve on a daily basis. So there's always something new to learn, which is very exciting. 
our first instinct when we are looking to improve and invest in ourselves is that we go for another certification or another degree in the same subject matter area of expertise. However, when you're trying to move up into senior leadership or you're trying to get into the executive suite, digging deeper into your current area of subject matter expertise is not going to help you get there. And the reason why that is, is because the higher you move up in leadership, the less you're doing in a very narrow field of expertise. The more you are doing as a generalist and the more responsibilities you have at that higher level of leadership to know and understand the entire organization. You might be chief marketing officer, or you might be the head of digital marketing, or you might be the head of HR or talent management. But when you are the head of something, or when you're a senior executive, you not only have responsibility for your function or your discipline area, but you also have a responsibility to the entire business. Your compensation, your recognition is based on that. The decision-making that you are doing on a day-to-day basis at the executive table or that leadership table, it's not just about your area of expertise. It's about the entire business and how the business is running. People will seek your opinion on how the business is running, not just your specialty area. So going for another degree or certification in your subject matter area, while that is a nice to have, it's not going to get you jumping to the next level of leadership, promoted to the next level of leadership, or into the executive suite. What will get you there is understanding how the entire business runs. So for example, when I was working for Pepsi, I was working in the compensation department, but I made it my business to understand and learn how the actual company ran. I went out every day on the delivery trucks. When we were delivering to all the 7-Elevens and the mom and pop shops and all the little grocery stores, I actually spent a month on a delivery truck working alongside a delivery person. And I had the opportunity to see how the business was running from the front line. Now, some would question whether that was required. Was it even necessarily? It was absolutely not required on the job or for the job that I was doing. My responsibility at the time was designing compensation plans for the company. So it didn't require me to know how to deliver and stock and take orders for Pepsi products. But what it did give me was direct line of sight to what our delivery people experienced. It did give me the line of sight to customer feedback. It did give me an understanding of how the bottle operations worked so that I was able to take that information and have informed conversations with other people in the company who were putting together compensation plans alongside me with the executives who were going to have to make the final decisions on what the ultimate compensation plan for those groups of individuals were going to be. I was able to leverage the information to demonstrate to others that I didn't just know about HR or compensation plans, but that I was able to take into account all the information that I knew and how they were going to do it. If you're looking to get into senior level roles, it is imperative that you demonstrate that you know more about how the entire business runs, how your function fits into and feeds into everything that the organization does. 
Doing that will help you in so many different ways. It will improve your leadership brand. It will make you a better decision maker. It will skyrocket your credibility as a leader within that organization. And it will make you stand out amongst your internal competition for all the executive level roles that you're interested in. Okay, leaders, there you have it. The three common things I see women leaders do over and over again that sabotage their promotion prospects and what to do instead. That's a wrap for this episode of Leading Her Way. Thanks for tuning in. If you have thoughts, questions, or ideas for future topics, connect and send me a message on LinkedIn. And if you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe and please take a minute to write a quick review on Apple Podcasts. Your review will help spread the word to other ambitious females so they know they're not alone and that this podcast is a community of support for all of us leading her way to the top. Remember, your leadership is needed. Your leadership is powerful. So lead boldly. Until next time.